Hey friend, it's Joe and Felicia from A Family Frenzy, and we are coming to you from our table. We've just navigated some healthy conflict, and we figured we'd bring you along for the journey. I think today is our 12th episode? Yeah. Yeah, because I did our 11th today, which was Protein Shake ASMR with the kids. Oh, and we're doing another one. Yeah, so we... We didn't we, need to do one today, then. Yeah, well, you did it. Well, I like I like stacking a couple of them, because if we can get ahead going into the week, then we can Sabbath on Sunday and roll into Monday. I see. But I don't know. We have no idea what we're doing. But yeah, we were just chatting about how hard it is to parent our four-year-old and all the different areas that I'm falling short as a father. No. <laughs> a little That's bit. It's not the case. Cause I am as equally responsible for parenting similarly. Yeah. I think you hold a higher expectation, though. Of like, myself or of you or I, of I us? Ha- I have a... <laughs> you know, it's fun when, like, two different people try to, like, raise a group of humanoids together. Like, they're... You just try to figure... You just try to... You hope that they turn out decent human beings at the end. Well, it's, it's interesting, right? Because if we talk about, like, how I perceive myself, like, I think because of your elementary education background, like if I were to have a lens, like you care so much about all the layers because you're like knowledgeable in it. And then for me, I have this mindset of like, oh, like I'm a laissez-faire, hands-off parent. But in reality, if we just look at like my interaction today, like I like try to strong arm my son into like willing him to be a person of character and he's four. So, right? Yeah. So in many ways, I'm the one that has like control issues of like you're gonna eat your whole plate of food before we get ice cream, and it's like, does a four year old really need to eat all of the edamame before he can have a scoop? Um, so I don't know. Do you want to unpack kind of the journey Kai's been going on and um, what we're discussing? I sh- I guess. Um, so we're our whole family actually is in a huge transitionary phase of eventually moving to Japan for possibly two to five years, somewhere in that space. And during this process, we've had to pack up our home. We've had to buy furniture. (laughs) We've had to pack up our home. We've had to purge and donate a lot of items from our home and then watch all of those things get packed up and shipped while we move to like interim housing in a two-bedroom apartment. So that's where the five of us currently are. We're in a two-bedroom apartment. Um, Our two oldest are sharing a room that is the size of like, they're like packed like sardines in there. Like it's tight. Like one of the beds is shoved up against a door. Um, It's kind of a fire hazard actually. (laughs) Kind of is, but anyway, it's interim housing, right? So... And then Joe and I sleep in the bed with our daughter, Emiko, a little baby. Um, So there's three of us in that bed, and then they've got two twins in in their bed, in their room, and it's just so small. We're not used to living in tight quarters, basically, is what I'm getting getting at. And there are pluses and there are minuses to living in spaces like this. Um, I feel like it has given us the opportunity to get to know each other more. all of us mm-hmm. um, we are constantly near each other and just because of that we're spending more time together Joe's still working from home and so he's still around and very much in our lives um, in the kids lives and, and just doing daily life with us while he's trying to work and so we're just 
yeah, all packed in together. And so that's a lot of like transitions for one person to go through, I feel like. with So we've done this all within a few months of, of, of each other. And while we've known about Japan for a while now, about a year and a half, maybe two. Almost two. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say maybe two there. years. We've known about Japan. We haven't really prepped our kids in, in a sense because it, everything was so up in the air because of the coronavirus. We were like, we don't really know when we're going. Um, anyway, we've made steps now to the point to where we're waiting for Japan to open up, their government to open up and accept visas, living in interim housing, and we've made all of these transitions. And because we've made all of these transitions, our children, our whole family, um, is experiencing some different emotions and different intensities of emotions as well. Good way to put it. And and it hits us all at different points. Um, for me, like as soon as I found out the possibility of us going to Japan was like there, and it and it made it sound like when we first got this phone call, it made it sound like we were leaving within a month. Oh, back in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I like called all of my friends and was like. I'm leaving you guys. You don't understand. I'm like crying to them and they're like, we're so happy for you. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like I'm leaving. Like this is it guys. And they were super supportive and happy. And then as like the months go on <laughs> and we make more and more transitions, different, different friends have like called me or texted me um, or like just met with me and they, they're getting emotional because they're like, you're leaving. When are we going to see you again? And, and I'm just like, I processed this already, like yeah, you've gone way back. Process. I processed this, and I'm sorry you feel so sad. I know I'll go through another stage of processing once like things really start to go again. But right now, it's just like I'm trying. I'm in Zen mode. Yeah, I still I can't imagine that in two to four weeks we could wake up and we're in Japan, which it's not exciting. <laughs> it's not exciting. No, I mean it should be right, but like. There's just been so much buildup. Like, it's really, really challenging to imagine what the next jump feels like because I'm very present in this season. Like, this season is about figuring out how to make this apartment work with three kids, how to successfully do my job, how to have some level of balance and care for our health and wellness. Like, and I'm I'm just like trying to be all in here because I yeah. need an anchor. That's how I am too. But at the same time, I feel like we could just be tossed into the next mm-hmm. season so quickly and so unexpectedly. So it's it's been challenging. I mean, like we have the faith context, which helps. Like we know, like yeah, within our understanding, like God's sovereign, He'll move us when He wants to move us. But like it doesn't make it any less like challenging. I think yeah, within my mindset. Well, and and so. The conflict that Joe and I were were navigating prior to pressing the record button was just kind of how to parent with our four-year-old, almost five-year-old son. He's become very emotional lately um, and borderline violent, uh, rude. I think borders have been crossed. (laughs) <laughs> at times, for sure. He threw a shoe at you. He did throw a shoe at me tonight. Um, I beat him in a foot race three times. You are much faster than him. Which is good. <laughs> Although he beat you last night when he was crossing. Okay, but I wasn't racing. 
You were just trying to make sure. I was just trying to keep up. Street. Yeah, he beat me too. You know, but I he did have the hypotenuse, and I had the two angles of the so triangle. So anyway, we're trying to deal. Well, not deal. We're trying to parent our child in a healthy manner, and he is just. He's just very emotional. He has emotional outbursts where he's crying a lot. Um, he's throwing tantrums in a way that he never used to. Mm-hmm. And um, we're flustered, to be completely honest. We're, mm-hmm. Both of us at different points have reacted incredibly poorly. Um, we, <laughs> we speak out of frustration, um, out of impatience. Um, I struggle in general. This is just not even when my patience is tested. But in general, I struggle with being tender um when i communicate yeah because you have your teacher felicia face i was like yeah i'm just trying to track with you 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 took an inhale so i was like oh i think he wants to say something no no you're good (laughs) but you do have like when you would do your student teaching like you had like a teacher felicia because you showed me a video or something they recorded you in the classroom i was like you don't smile why don't you smile when you're teaching i sound happy though (laughs) but i yeah but i just hey you command respect Mm -mm. when you teach you're not allowed to say anything because (laughs) you one you've never been in that kind of setting no i have no idea i don't know how i would manage like 22 four-year-olds or whatever and two that is completely off but (laughs) fine you could but also like I'm not I'm not even gonna go into it. I'm not worth it. Yeah, continue. That was four, five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Like, come on. You can't even bring that. That's up. true. In Japan, you are more smiley when you're teaching in those environments. And so anyway, go ahead. what was the whole point of this? Oh, me being a bad parent. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. So we're trying to figure out how to parent. And because I have an educational background, I my so I specialized in elementary education, but I did take child development courses throughout my entire career, um, and I took some in high school as well. And so I do have a certain knowledge of how children's brains work and develop, and and what their processing is like. I'm not an expert by any means, but I do have some knowledge as to what that looks like. Do I understand it? No, because kids are kids, you know, and they're all going to do their own things individually. Um, But I was sitting down with Joe here at our table talking about our son because, like I said, lately he's just been very emotional and having outbursts and acting violently towards us and his siblings, and we're just trying to figure out what we should do. Um... And so I walked through some possibilities of, um, you know, him trying to just work through emotionally all of the changes that we've been going through. We've made drastic changes in the last few months and just kind of toted our kids along with us, expecting them to deal, you know, and we've taken very intentional steps to make sure that they understand what we're doing and where we're going. Joe drew out this great graphic for the kids with arrows and pictures and words and all this stuff that explained each step-by-step what we were going to do to get to Japan and how we were going to get there and what changes were going to be made. Incredibly helpful, really, honestly, really is. Um, And, But still, as a five-year-old, four-year-old, who's 
brain just isn't completely developed in those kind of decision impulse making areas of the brain, frontal cortex and things like that, you can only grasp so much. Yep. And and you can only control so much of your emotions. And so we were just talking about how maybe because of all these transitions and there being only a certain amount that he can understand, he is just now reacting to all of those transitions and he's reacting in towards those things very emotionally and very physically. He wants to be in control of his of his environment and cannot be in control of it, so he acts out. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that perspective's been super helpful for me because in the last, like, I went to a podcasting convention in Nashville for four days. So, like, we, we sold our house, and then, like, four days later, we drove to Nashville for, like, a five-day vacation as a family. Then we came back here, and we're together for three days to resettle into this apartment. And then I went to Nashville again on a whim, which was a lot of transitions, which maybe we should have considered a little bit more how aggressive we were really being, right? <laughs> but it felt like everything was stable. And then coming well, back... Well, we were stable. We were so steady. So we weren't thinking about Yeah, I was like, the kids else. are steady. You know, but coming back, like, day one felt fine. But day two, day three, I've just been blindsided by how different Kai is. And I, I hadn't... Until we chatted tonight, I hadn't considered that all the transitions were what, you know, what was, oh, my grammar's falling apart, were what, I didn't consider how were all the transitions, oh, English is awful. Were what was. No. Oh, What was hurt. the sentence? I'm trying to say that the transitions were driving his behavior. Were what was driving were his behavior. Were what was. Yeah, about. that's right. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's your free English lesson for the day, although I already <laughs> forgot the lesson. But we, um, <laughs> so, so like for me, it was really eye opening to realize, like, you know, when Kai is throwing a tantrum and, you know, hit his sister or trying to headbutt me or things like this, like, I've just been like really strong with him and helping him understand, like, this is not how we get good attention or good affection or like, you can't just do things you know are wrong on purpose. Like reinforcing right and wrong when in reality, like he just needs proximity to dad and stability. Because I mean, he's going through so much, he needs the space to process yeah. and experience. And then for like father's love, not father's correction. But I'm in father's yeah. correction mode yeah. because I came back and I was like, this is my fault for <laughs> him being off. So I need to correct the He path. just loves you so much. Yeah. He craves... Being in proximity. Well, I carried him on my shoulders for like a mile yeah, from I, the park. And he loved it. Yeah, he needed it. And he didn't, I mean, he didn't complain, squirm, or really wriggle once. He was just happy being up there, yeah, you know? My shoulders weren't happy, but my heart was. He's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. But, yeah, so, and I was just telling Joe, too, that while he was gone, I, he, that behavior started happening the moment you left. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and probably a little bit before, too, but we were just kind of going with it, you know? Yeah, it started to come to the surface. Yeah, but... Interesting. The moment that you left, all of this started happening, and I was telling Joe, I was like, I was really just kind of trying to let as much slide as I could without being too overbearing, because I, I, that's when I finally started to realize he is trying to process these emotions 
these feelings and he doesn't know how. And he just needs to get it out. Whatever it is, he needs to get it out. Now, that doesn't mean that hitting, you know, his sister is okay or um, throwing shoes at me or what did he do? Oh, he like, he like forced his whole body weight from... I was like distracted and he forced his whole body weight into my stomach and like pushed up and I hit him like just reactionary like like get off of me yeah because it hurt and I was surprised and I was like get the thing that's hurting me away and then I had to stop and like profusely apologize because I was taken aback by my own behavior Mm -hmm. because it was a flight or fight response of get this thing that's hurting me off of my body you know um and so those things aren't okay, and they need to be addressed, and we need to help him try and figure out how to manage those violent and rude behaviors yeah. better. I think he can't discern the two, right? So, like, he's processing so much in the moment, I don't know if he's even perceiving. Like, today, he, lo- he lost a foot race, which Felicia talked about, and, like, he just collapsed, like, um, oh, shoot, what was his name? Like Cam Newton style in the Super Bowl, like just completely gay. Do you remember Cam Newton in the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, but I, no. <laughs> just go out, you know, like I just think go, I remember. Like, because his team was the Panthers were losing, and like whenever the other team would score a touchdown, like Cam just like threw his whole body on the ground and collapsed. And I like I actually appreciate because I was like, that's a man who's like just fully invested a hundred percent and like on the ground because the team just gave up the touchdown, right? But like. You know, Kai throws himself on the ground and then he's not, you know, you're not making him feel any better because he lost because we're also helping him learn how to lose. Like he hates losing. Yeah, that is a constant thing. But when he threw a shoe at you, like, I think it's literally as simple as like, I'm so upset. I need something in my hand and I'm going to throw it at the thing that caused me pain. In that moment, like you're not his mom. He doesn't think that the shoe could really hurt you if it hits you. It's the... I need to lash out and the processing comes after. Like, I don't think he's able to tie those together just in the same way. Like I bought, I brought him close to me for like a heart to heart. I'm not even sure if he, yeah. And I'm not even sure if he processes, I'm not sure he processes it afterwards either though. Yeah. Because, because like I said, like, because, so he threw a shoe at me. Right. And it hit me. I picked up his shoe and I grabbed his other shoe And I went inside the apartment and I didn't say anything to him. I opened the door and I was like, you can come in when you're ready. And then once he came in, he didn't mention anything about what had happened at all. So I don't think he was really necessarily processing. But I do think he was trying to regulate his body. Because when I did go back in, he did sit outside and was quiet and calm. That might have been he was trying to figure out if I was going to lock him out of the apartment or not. <laughs> which did not cross my mind. Just yeah. so you know. I, I wouldn't have judged you. you know, I, no, 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 no. no, no, no. We will, we're not trying to traumatize our kids. But, um, but yeah, I mean, really, who knows? Only he knows how That's far weird. that processing goes. Yeah, and I think, you know, for folks that have been hanging out with us for 19 minutes... If there's a moral of the story today, I think it, it's just that your kids will shift, and sometimes they shift in predictable ways, sometimes you're caught off guard, but to just give yourself grace as you're trying to come alongside your children in each season. Yeah, but, for sure. And and to find time to do what me and Felicia are doing right now, because there's 20 minutes before this 20 minutes, Yeah. where I could just tell we were going to go one direction with this podcast, 
and I'm like, you're stressed, I'm stressed, what's going on? And we start peeling back the layers and working into it. And that's like 15 years of us being together doing conflict resolution so that we can figure out like what's going on, where do we feel like one another's missing the mark and, and how do we pull back towards middle? And then we can like get tactical with it. Yeah. But I think, you know, give yourself grace as a parent if you're in that season of life. If you're not in Absolutely. that season of life, recognize like, it is hard and each kid you have yeah. will be different and your yeah. you know you will have needs as a parent that your kids won't meet <laughs> yeah. right like well, i have i've had so many expectations the last 3 days of like i'm fatigued my back's in pain and my patience is lower and i just expect my kids to listen and that is not at all a fair expectation it hasn't been met for 3 for days for your children you right? mean yeah you know and i've i've you know struggled with it yeah a little bit but I'm finding my way talking helps yeah and I mean also for those of you listening that don't have kids if you see parents out and about in the world with children having a good time having a bad time (laughs) having an okay time or what seems like an okay time just know that they're, they're going through a lot. Everybody in that family is most likely going through a lot and processing a lot, um, especially for parents whose children have different needs. Um, you know, whether their children has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD or has some other kind of um, learning or processing challenge that you know, those parents are working so hard. Yeah. I mean, we are parents of children, as far as we know. Pseudo-normal. Are, are, yeah, they, they process things at, an, at a, um, I don't want to say normal rate. because yeah, Kai's crazy high-functioning. But, no, that's not what I mean. Oh. I, I'm just, I'm trying to say they process and, and act at a predictable level. Okay, that's fair. And there are some other children in the world who act maybe in an unpredictable or unreliable level, you know, and so they need other things that our kids may not need. And Mm. those parents are working overtime to try and do the best that they can do for those kids, you know. And so if this is a message for the people out there that don't have kids, just exercise your patience as well. Whether you're on the bus, on a plane, on a train, <laughs> you know, exercise your patience as well because those people are working hard too. Yeah. So, you know, to the, uh, you know, the single person that worked, you know, was on like a, a work trip in California for a week and decided to take a red, red eye home on Friday night. And then there's someone with like a baby that's just screaming the whole flight so that you don't get sleep like... I guess I'm I'm sorry that I did that to you. That but is not what the message was. Wasn't the me- like if the kids are having a tantrum or things like that? No, I'm telling the people on the red eye to just calm down and relax. Yeah. Yeah, don't apologize for your child. <laughs> okay. You can't control that. I know. I You're tried, doing your best. I tried really hard. I did You're do doing best. your best. And that's what best. I'm trying to say is that have grace and patience for those parents because they are doing their best. They're not ignoring the problem. They just can't help the problem right yeah, now. It's just a sad baby. You know? Or the poopy baby. Remember our first flight? <laughs> yeah. This is getting off topic. It's so important. No, it's but fine. I just we'll want, wanted to say that. 
Um, I totally missed you. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I we thought just, I was We're just very different you. people, you guys, and he thinks about things very, very I, I feel than insecure I do. at restaurants all the time with my with kids. With kids? But I'm so, com- like, I, I like food. So I, I just make myself feel insecure at the expense of others. So you can eat good food? So that I can eat really good food. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to take them out to really fancy restaurants because I want the fancy restaurant. I feel like we've only done that once. We eat, I mean... We eat out a lot, but we eat out at places that where families are okay. There was that one white tablecloth restaurant that we went to, and I was like, I don't know if we should be here. That, we still don't belong at that Japanese restaurant. There's a very no, quiet no, no, they love Japanese us there. Restaurant. They, they love us the there. The staff does. Yeah. And everyone else that's there for a quiet Japanese oh, eating experience, psh. doesn't it? Like I Those said. Those are the people that I feel insecure like about. Like I said. But I'm committed to gyoza. When's the next time we're going to see those people? As long as the staff loves us, we're fine. I don't care if I get a couple side eyes from a person on their date or whatever. Those side eyes destroy me on the inside. Nah. Get over it. That's and right. with Not that... you. The other people. <laughs> well, with that, we hope this is encouraging. We look forward to our next podcast where we talk about whatever comes to mind. And with that... To the revolution And the hope hope that that you subscribe subscribe. May our content Content. (laughs) You always take it I did it good I did it good this time Always satisfy Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I don't like how you make fun of my singing. I love your singing. I'm not going to do it anymore. No. Joe's going to have to end every single podcast from now on because I'm not singing anymore. You make me smile Because he makes fun of me. You're literally making fun of me right now. I think it's cute. No, you don't. You think it's bad. I'm not a good singer, and I know it, but I don't need to be laughed at every single time we do a podcast. Okay, can we... We we don't have to do it again, though. (laughs) You could do the last part. Okay, bye, bye, bye. Love you, hon.